From the Three Story Method Podcast Network. This is the Serial Fiction Show. I'm Christine Daigle. And I'm J.P. Reinbush. This is a continuation of our Velaversary special. For part one, check out the Reader's Serial Fiction Show. Ah, so I want to know, is there anything that you hate about writing serials? JP? Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, What do I hate about writing serials? I would say it's not a hate, but there is uh, timelines and making sure that everything comes out on a weekly manner. um, And life does get in the way. And for us, the stockpile went away. (laughs) So uh, I believe currently we're waiting for an episode to publish that was supposed to publish this morning and we might be waiting until tomorrow night. So (laughs) that's life. But uh, yeah, I think that it's, um, it's, uh, what's the word? It's not giving. It is, it is what it is. And you just have to keep pushing forward. If you want to do a weekly or bi-weekly or whatever, uh, you just have to keep doing it. Yeah. I have a love hate relationship with the deadlines, but it's the inability to do revision is the one that that Mm -hmm. bites me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah. The the one that, that kind of, it's pure writing for me, but it's, um, it's the, because you, you do one episode a week not every episode can be the charging of the bull hero rushes in. And I want to write all those episodes every single time, but sometimes you have to you know, do the calmer down chapter or episode that leads to the right, you know, the, the exciting stuff. And I feel like I'm cheating our fans by not giving them the full cup of ice cream every time. How many metaphors were in that analogy? But anyhow, <laughs> it was wonderful. I got very hungry though, but it was wonderful. <laughs> can also be exhausting to mm-hmm. have that going on every single time mm-hmm. or even for a reader i think I, I, yeah, I, I agree but sometimes you know like they're the, r- r- readers are a little ravenous because you know they have to wait a week for our stuff so you know i want to i want to give them i want to give them juicy bits and sometimes it needs to be a little more explainy bits or setup bits or conclusion bits Sometimes they need their Brussels sprouts before well, they nobody's can waiting. Exactly, right? So. Thank you. Thank you for continuing the food analogy. <laughs> I told you now I'm hungry. <laughs> but not for Brussels sprouts, I'm sure. Oh, I love Brussels sprouts. So. Oh, okay. Take it back. Take it back. <laughs> I think uh, for me, it's the, it's the same as JP. Um, and, and I love the deadline stuff and the having to continuously do it because that's what pushed me to write as much as I have. Um, because I've, I've written more than I ever thought I would. Um, so, so it's been really helpful, but at the same time, I, I sort of feel like Newman on Seinfeld when, when they asked him like why postal service people go crazy all the time. And he's like, it just keeps coming, Jerry. It just keeps coming. <laughs> That's sort of how I feel about it. <laughs> and then the, uh, the other thing that, that I think I wouldn't say I hate, but just, um, just the disconnect between the average reader who doesn't know about serials um, just explaining because there's still so much 
in the same way that like self-publishing had to really prove itself in the beginning where people just frowned upon it and looked at you like you, you were a terrible writer if you didn't go to a traditional publisher. Um, I think that's still sort of how people view serials, like it's like it's uh, amateur hour. Um, mm -hmm. So kind of proving that it's not is, can be can be frustrating. <laughs> I'm sort of with you uh, as well because I found that there is an additional burden of educating the reader and. Uh, like we were talking about the Amazon ads, I think part of the Amazon ads that works better for books is that people know what they get into. And when they get into Kindle Vela, they're like, uh, what exactly is this thing? What am I doing here? This sound, I'm not sure that I'm not. like, there's so many, so many additional barriers for the readers, even if they come to your story to understand how it all works and to interact with the platform and depending on the age, um, that that probably was uh, frustrating or like not the not the best part. I wish it were just as widely known as um, ebooks. But I, I I am old enough to absolutely remember when I got my first Kindle, and when I was talking to other people, and they're like, eh, "Who does that? That's that's a fade. Everybody's been like nobody's going to be using that. They've tried that before. These are going to go away. Nope. Nope." <laughs> Yeah, no, I totally agree on that. It's it's like, you know, I was laughing because I, I do read my reviews. I know they say you're not supposed to, but I do read them. And But I always cringe when you see them come up like on the platform. You're like, oh gosh, I have a new review and I have to go read it. And it's just like so many of them are like, this platform is the worst. I hate reading. I don't understand <laughs> it. Like what's going on? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh boy. Luckily, they, you know, gave me the rating on the story and not on the platform. But there's like <laughs> often a snarky comment on there about, I don't understand this platform. Like, what is going on? So, yeah, I, I feel bad for uh, Audrey Carlin with that. Yeah, because <laughs> she's in that top spot, so she gets the brunt of the Kindle Vela mm. criticism on her yeah. reviews. And just get yeah. hit with it all the time. Like, not even on her story. I love her story, but I'm giving it one star because I hate this <laughs> platform. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. It just doesn't make sense, but as is life. If you turned your Vela into audio format and could have anyone in the world do the narration, who would that person be? That's easy. That's easy. I know the answer to that. Ding, 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 ding. I would have Simon Jones read it. Incredible you, voice. Actor. Okay. I was like, what's incredible the incredible voice? <laughs> no, he's an incredible voice actor. He he played in um oh he was he did a bunch of British television and a bunch yeah. of and he's read a bunch of stuff mm -hmm. i'm with you on that british train and well i'm not mm -hmm. yeah i think so i think that would be great although i think i'd like patrick stewart to read mine because if you're gonna do sci-fi like come on who else do you <laughs> want to read your sci-fi than patrick stewart <laughs> gage um well last time i was on this show jp read my story and i thought he did a pretty good job so that might be my my big pick Ooh, um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think we need Gage back on for another interview. Yeah, come on. Um, <laughs> no, you know what's funny about the Kevin Bacon thing is is I don't even um I was talking to uh Andrew Andrew Hicks, who's a, a Vela writer, and he said that, you know, 
he was casting Winter's Myths for me, and he said, and you know, Kevin Bacon would obviously play Kevin Bacon, and I was like, but wouldn't it be funnier if Mario Lopez played Kevin Bacon? Might <laughs> 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 be. Agreed. I do um, have no, a I slightly think- funny. Oh no, go ahead. But I have a story for you. I think I would pick um, Will Will Patton. I think he does a really good job with Stephen King's audiobook, so I'd probably probably go with him. Nice. I do have a funny behind the scenes uh, story for you. So when I had to record your audio, I was in California in a hotel and I could hear everyone. So I had to go to my car uh, and there were people walking by while uh, one of your characters screams daddy. (laughs) And I had to scream (laughs) it several times. (laughs) The looks I got in my car were uh, interesting to say the least. So I just need you to know that. I want you to know that the next time you invite me on the show, I'm going to start a new Vela now. And it's going to be just all audio like that for you. <laughs> all shouting daddy. Great. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> DL and Gala. Right, so, yeah. I, I have my favorite narrators, uh, but we have multiple people, right? We have three different serials with basically six people so there's like a lot of voices although i know some people that have the same narrators narrate all of their books and i'm not sure in my head i think i have different voices but if we were to talk about the falling for the rock star's daughter i think um my husband did narrate a portion of it he did good but i he did like, very well right right mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, i was proud of it um and I think Zachary Weber is still probably my favorite for Will because he has that deeper voice, that uh, but still not a bass, still somebody who can voice because he's a 20-year-old, like 19, 20-year-old Will Peters in our book. Um, but for, for a woman, I, I don't know. I really like Andy Arndt, but I'm not sure that she's the right one for, for Elle. She she could reach Yvonne maybe for in... Uh, Falling for the movie star, but that, that's all I have right now. <laughs> yeah, <it'll> save me. <laughs> I don't know that I can save you, but uh, when I, uh, our other series, Falling for the Liar, uh, Sarah, she's a, a short, petite blonde, and I always hear um, Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell, is that the mm-hmm. Veronica Mars? I always hear her bubbly, light, happy voice. She's a little bit like her, so I always hear her in my head. And um, Nick in that series, we modeled him after Sean Mendez. So I kind of, I don't know that he would be a good person to actually do the audiobook, but I kind of hear him when when we're, when I'm writing his part is kind of like, you know, his voice is in my head. Cool. We need, need Sean Mendez to play Nick, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the movie version, 100%. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Can we talk about the movie versions? <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I think... For nerds, because our main character is kind of like a naive 20-year-old, if I had to pick someone, and I, of course, only pick actors, uh, it would be like either Dylan O'Brien or like Tom Holland with a Midwestern accent Mm. because of that like naivete that they can bring to a character. That would be who I'd pick. The wide eyes literally coming through the voice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love it. All right, my next burning question. Was there a throwaway character, place, or moment that ended up growing into a bigger part of your overall story? (laughs) 
You've got one. Dale's laughing. You've got it. Go ahead. <laughs> All of our books are, are that. <laughs> so we we had uh, the Falling for the Liar series, and we were on the third um, the third thing, and and literally I had written Will walks in the room, and Will was going to be the throwaway jokester in this team, and then uh, and then Gala was like, uh, so this Kindle Vela thing's coming out, and we need a story, and I'm like, well, let's make it about Will. Will's awesome, <laughs> and then Will goes to this other thing, and 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 there's a, a rock star, uh, sorry, a movie star there, and his name is Asher, and then now Asher has his own story. Like we can't stop <laughs> writing side characters. You have no idea. Yeah, how many ideas we have? We we have plans oh, I for it. I think three more series that are based on the current side characters that appear in the one of the books that now we have like plot lines already imagined. We just need time to sit down and write them. Yeah, I think Sven is going to be next because Sven is just like that's going to be awesome. It's yes. a whole bodyguard situation that we could not pass up. Romance writers. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> There's a bodyguard. It has to happen. It has to have a story. Kind of required, right? <laughs> I um I have a, a few in, in Winner's Myths. Um Kevin Bacon. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh there was in one of one of Winter's myths, um, there's a story about this little girl named Dance who talks to crops. Um and her story was just supposed to kind of uh pass by the rest of the myths but now she's like a fan favorite character so i uh, i have her going strong in, in season two um and then the the dog his name is lion he was um a bad guy's dog who attacked winter early on in the story and he was supposed to just uh, kind of go away but now he's now he's candlestick's dog and he's he's with her everywhere so <laughs> And now you have to keep track of the dog all the time. I have to keep track of the dog and everywhere. Yeah, still have trouble. You lose the dog, readers will get mad. (laughs) Yes. It's like 10 episodes later, and I'm like, the dog hasn't been mentioned in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Azrael? I have one that has shown up, and he's going to actually become a a more main character than uh, he was. He was just... He was kind of a red shirt guy, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I I just had him in there to to create the scene that I wanted, and then I oh well, then he came back again, and then he showed up again, and now he's going to become part of the actual like writing of the book because it, through his letters we're going to see a whole another character's perspective while he's off belonging to the United States Army off somewhere else and, mm. and writing letters to my main character. So it's going to be a nifty little device that worked out there. So is his name Gage Greenwood? His name is Gage Greenwood. <laughs> yep. He shows up exactly. in every story. That's <laughs> the worst. <laughs> and then a character pays him $10 to go away. <laughs> and then he's gone for 10 episodes <laughs> and then he comes back on the anniversary episode <laughs> how about you JP uh, so I had this character who came from the like upper management in the like 
federal whatever thing that I made. And all of my main characters are like inherently queer, but the main character, we didn't really do anything about. Uh, it was just kind of this like unspoken thing for no reason. And uh, I, I posed the question to my co-writer and they're like, go for it. And we created this huge romance arc that wouldn't have existed. It wasn't in our plot at all, but our uh, this kind of throwaway character became uh, the romance to the main character. And it was pretty cool. cool. Love That's it. That's the throwaway. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So we I, we had that happen actually in the third season of Molecule Thief. We had this character that was just supposed to be the pilot and this middle-aged uh, inactive military woman who was just so snarky we had to keep her around so now she's a point of view character <laughs> just kind of like everyone's snarky mama like adopted mom so <laughs> love her <laughs> um yeah so uh as a writer what would you choose as your mascot or avatar uh, Mine would be Bacon. a sloth. <laughs> a sloth. <laughs> <Just> Kevin Bacon. <laughs> You'd be Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I love that. Uh, cat. Cat for me. Aw. Oh, cats. Black cat for me. He loves cats. <laughs> DL, do you have a mascot or avatar? I feel like pressure not to say cat. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a cat. It's can I be Gage's dog? Like, I don't know. That would come out wrong. <laughs> uh, well, we're here now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> one of the after hours episodes. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> All right. So we have a sloth, two cats, a dog, Kevin Bacon, and. I didn't think about this. So I don't, I don't know. Mine is, like <laughs> You're the space, one that wrote it. I know. I wrote this question. I didn't think about it. I'll just be like a space dragon because I think dragons belong in space. Like that's, that's just. Fair. That's my. <laughs> I don't know. That's fair. Or a cat. <laughs> I mean, LP Styles' uh, avatar. Our is logo a cat. is a cat. Yeah, our, like, our avatar is actually a black cat. <laughs> Cats are the best. Yes, that's uh, fair. Sorry. Yeah. Although I, I podcast in this room because my cat hates this room, so this is why we do the podcasting here. It's because for whatever reason she hates it and she won't come in here, and that's important. You're trying to talk to people because cats are obnoxious. Okay, so I want to know, do you hide any secrets or Easter eggs in your cereals that maybe only a few people will find? I'm going to torture JP first. JP? I don't. I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, like, everything's relatively based off of something real, uh, like a real place. it is a real, it, it could or could not be a real town, but it may or may not be exactly the town that is mentioned uh, because I like the idea that someone may go there and kind of see what uh, what we saw as writers when we were crafting the world. Um, so I think that's fun. And I, I try really hard to bring a lot of like the weird uh, Northern Wisconsin uh colloquialisms that exist uh because i find them strange and fun and i when i realized that no one else grew up like that i'm like oh well there's that oh i like i know um i can't remember it's either in the first or second season of molecule thief where one of the characters is looking at a bookshelf and Stuart put our trad book on that shelf and i was like <laughs> i laughed and i'm like that's staying that has to stay in there so 
Uh, who else? Oh, do we have stuff? Well, we have crossover stuff. That yeah, we give hints over across different serials. Like they so we'll solve answers yeah, yeah. in other books and stuff like that. You know, we'll give yeah. you the answer or the teaser or the other person's point of view on something. And um, so I, I'm Canadian and uh, we throw a lot of Canadianisms in there that, yes, that just throw we people out the window. So uh, we, on our episode, we talked about the butter tarts and oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> and people are now going, what are butter tarts? Google it, people. Google it. Uh, <laughs> so we, we do. We do. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there is one one thing, one thing, because we first we met in uh, April, end of April for the first time. And in one of our stories, the Canadian maple leaves took it's it's like it's a whole thing in the story. It goes through pretty much the whole serial. It's it's a it's an item. I guess it's an Easter egg. And then when I met Dale for the first time, she gave me one. Aww. I now have one. I don't have it right with me. Otherwise, I would put it on. But I now have one. So I, I think I have an Easter egg in my life from our books now, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Does that count? That counts for sure. Azriel? I do put some things in there. I tend to put, uh, you know, um, things that would be recognizable to like Wiccan pra practitioners. I put uh, in Gindlina and then, you know, in... Uh, in the agent where it's about angels, like all of those names that I use, they'll, they're real. They were gotten in some reference book of some kind. So that kind of stuff. Nice. Gage, how about you? Um, yeah. Uh, in, in particular in, in um, on a clear day, you can see block Island. A there's a ton of Rhode Island references in that for, for everyone in my little small state. Um, but it's also it's like a, a horror story a coming of age <clears throat> horror story about horror stories um so there's a lot of like deep cut stuff for horror fans in there cool. um and and one of the cool things about it is one of the characters is like a diehard horror fan and reads a lot of horror books um and i could just like have her reading pet cemetery but instead i have her reading like my author friends like their books and stuff so i could throw out a lot of like smaller uh, indie authors names into the into the story um and then winter's myths is sort of like um i don't want to say this in any kind of way where i think i'm nearly as skilled but it's sort of like my dark tower series where it, it like touches on everything else i write so there's just these tiny little little paths to everything that i write with with no purpose behind it other than somebody is is a big enough fan to read all my stuff they'll catch it <laughs> all right uh i need to know do you need snacks to write and what are your top three snacks <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah like oh yeah <laughs> go ahead <laughs> cheetos cheetos <laughs> cheetos baby i have very weird obsession with sunflower seeds um so that that's the thing i do sunflower seeds and not the ones that are already pre-shelled but the ones that are still in the shell because that get, lets me like kind of like fiddle with it so i can sit there and and do that and it takes time and it gives me it's like a fiddle toy basically but also you can eat them so. um one of our characters drinks an old-fashioned mm. so to get into character <laughs> I love old fashioned. I'm coming over. I'm coming over. When did that become a snack? I might need to get into character. Hey, I don't have 
<laughs> I'm just saying. It's, How is it a snack? It's a snack and he wanted to be a snack. It's one of the food groups. It has orange in it. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did not know that bad. it's an option. <laughs> well, apparently it is now. <laughs> I'm switching my answer. <laughs> is it old fashions? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Gage. Um yeah, I always I always need to snack while I'm eating. Um if I mean snack while I'm writing. Uh if I'm being <laughs> I do snack while I'm eating as well. Um if I'm being <laughs> healthy <laughs> if I'm in one of my healthy modes where I'm trying to get in shape, I will go towards like uh the peanuts or something like that. Um, but I'm typically not in that mode, so it's potato chips and cookies. Mm -hmm. And I am like a lover of all things potato chips. Like when they come out with the weird flavors, I'm all on it. How do you feel about ketchup chips? Yeah. Canadians want to know. Ketchup chips. I love the dill pickle chips too. Oh, so me good. too. Yes. And crab chips. Have you ever had crab chips? No. Shrimp chips. In Ireland, they had shrimp chips. Yeah. Mm. Crab. Crab chips tend to be like more New England. Um, okay, it's basically like a like an Old Bay flavoring to it. So good. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I tend to do popcorn and chocolate are my writing snacks. Well, if we're not talking alcohol, so apparently <laughs> <laughs> we are. I went there. <laughs> <laughs> We can talk about it. It's we'll okay. Open the door. We can talk. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, I guess, so I don't really snack when I write, but uh, top healthy snack is edamame, but like the rarity of me actually eating that is, yeah. Uh, realistically, it's Oreos because they're vegan and, and easy to get. Uh, or ginger snaps, which are also delicious. Ah, love me a ginger snap. Perfection. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've got a good one. Have you ever Googled yourself and what have you found? I will answer this um, <laughs> because I obsessively do. <laughs> uh, and um, for like a little while, I had the Google shelf and I was really proud of myself for that. I thought, you know, meant, meant something good. Um, but it only had um, that I was in an anthology that has not been produced in like years. So I emailed the Google to tell them, uh, Hey, can you fix my shelf? And then they just took away my shelf and now I don't have one. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I do, but I just do it more for like, um, to, for like that, the, the SEO purposes and just to see that my website is, you know, where it should be and, and things like that. Um, and I have like a good, the whole first page is pretty much, pretty much me. I got your, your, your episode when I was on here is on the first page. Cool. Yeah. hundred percent Google myself all the time. <laughs> have you ever found anything interesting? No, unfortunately I'm pretty boring. Um, so Croizette is, is my last name, which shares with a handbag from, uh, and, and a place in France. But so, you know, it's like a mixture of my Instagram and then a pretty handbag. And yeah, I'm like, nice. I can get me one of those. Yeah. <laughs> but if you'd yeah. like to change that, please Google. No. <laughs> I think the, uh, for the, for the Willa Drew portion, we we're pretty also solidly on the first page, but that was a pen name we, we sort of did on purpose it is it has meaning 
because it has mm-hmm. Willa is uh, DL's dad's reference name to William and Drew is Andrew, my dad's name. Uh, but we were specifically looking at all the combinations so that it does show up earlier. And it does. And it does. We, I don't think we really compete with a lot of people. I think we're pretty clear on that one. Yeah. But with Gala Russ, I do have a lot of galas that people whose last name is Russ attended competing <laughs> with me. So, so that definitely happens. Awesome. I have Googled myself, my real name, not the, the pen name. And apparently um, there is a professor of philosophy and post-humanism with the same name. Uh, and sometimes our books get crossed. So it's like we have both written books on existentialism and such. And I'm like, I don't know anything about that. So it's, <laughs> and then, fun. but I think, I think Google has finally got them all spread it split, but sometimes it's like, she's written my book and I've written her books. And, but I think it's all sort of, you know. ah, JP. Uh, so it depends on how you search my name. If you just search my last name, you're just going to get a bunch of pictures of beef and cows, which is awkward. Um, and, uh, if you search JP, there's apparently a basketball player that is like me. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've been slowly taking over the Google front page and I feel bad for them, but as is life. <laughs> um, and then if you search my normal name, you'll find like a bunch of stuff like, cause I'm the ninth. So it's like my dad, my grandfather and multiple other people that have a very common first name. Uh, so, all right. Do you want to give a shout out to another author friend or uh Someone Some. whose work you admire uh, on Vela. Yes, maybe. Yeah, go How many for it. Did we get? No, go, go. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. It could be multiple, I guess. Um, we have been working with a lot of people and reading each other's stories, so it's it's very cross contaminated. Cool, but uh, Kelly Thomas is one of the authors that I really like. If you like uh, uh, Forest of uh, Lost Memories, DL, correct me if I'm butchering the name. <laughs> no, that's right. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, so it's kind of like uh, almost like a fairy tale fantasy thing where she loses her memory. The clues. It starts title. It starts with the happy ever after. So it starts with the marriage of two characters. You know, the happily ever after. They walk down the aisle together. That's where it starts. And then it kind of tells the story in reverse in an interesting way. Yeah. Yeah. The other one that I personally read is uh, Jessica Aarons. Her newest one I haven't started yet. It's called uh, The Breakup Pact. It's rom-com, funny. It's very cute. Um, Just in general, her writing is really good. And um, Kelly Chase, the bug, has always been, I think, I think I'm repeating myself. I feel like I said exactly the same people last time. Like I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm very narrow. I'm like. Uh, Yeah. um, I'm I'm the same again. We're in the same group. Uh, Jessica Aaron also has this great story, love and serialized fiction. So she's done a spin (laughs) off of Vela within Vela. So that's kind of fun to read. Um, another one is uh, Joanna Reeder, who does uh, Courting Faith, Thieves, and Crowns, I think is the name of it. And and that's a, that's a, a fun one as well. Gage. I could do this all day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Naomi Alt is, is one of my favorites, um, and, and like as a person and as a writer. Oh, um, Brianna Leslie, um, all the horror peeps. 
<laughs> I love, love the horror crew. Um, Azzy down there. I guess I'll give her a shout out too. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, there's so many that I'm that I'm reading that if I don't, I feel like I'm going to be be mean if I don't say them. Oh, my my good friend Jay Mazer. She's really new to Vela, um, but she's got she's got one up now, um, or two up now, uh, and she's she's an amazing writer. Awesome. I'll stop and... there so I don't name everybody in the world. Yeah, what's <laughs> no one's doing cut top a shout out here or there. Azriel, how about you? Anyone you want to shout out? Still snap. Okay, so Brianna <laughs> Leslie for sure. Kim Richards for her witchery series. Brianna Leslie for uh, sticks, I think. And um, let's let that be it for now. Awesome. Yeah, that's fine. I so- I guess I'll I'll do a shout out because why not? Um, <laughs> uh, I guess some of the ones that I really like to follow. Um, so Nia Quinn, uh, Sigils and Sushi, uh, Tears of Hawkins, Dark, and then the other ones that you've listed. I love um, Briar Dark as well um, by S.A. Harian. Um, also love her YouTube channel where she plays horror video games and then breaks them down by story and they're really <laughs> fun to watch. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. Really? What's that channel? Uh, it's her, I think it's her own name. Okay. Follow it. I get notifications for it, but it's really fun. Um, yeah, yes, Briar Dark is all so of, good. Yeah, I've loved everything that we've we've read for Serial Fiction Show and for uh, own stuff. So I go. I, all of you guys are wonderful. Goodbye. That's awesome. <laughs> I wasn't gonna shout anybody out because I'm like I don't know how like we can because we have so many people and I love it. All. So I'm just gonna kind of look at my list here and shout out some awesome people. Uh, my friend Brian Drozowski writes a couple serials. He's awesome. You should go check him out. Uh, we're real life friends. Uh, Shauna Brooks is cursed water love. Uh, Wicked Riffs, KB Lee, Crimson Steel, LP M Sinclair. I don't know. I can't. I'm just. Oh, Tim Akers. Go check him out, man. He is amazing. He's a nice human being. Check out his serials. He won't come on the show. He's too shy. I've tried. <laughs> All right, that's good. That's that's the top couple on my list that I'm following there. So <laughs> this is so cool because we sort of are slightly different genres, and you can see how there are little enclaves. Although I do know a bunch of the people that you did mention, but it's it's mm-hmm. kind of weird how when you're in a certain genre, you grow tentacles and you know all of the other authors in the same genre. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. So. As a final question, where can we find you? And can you tell us about any podcast, YouTubes, or anything else that you would like to promote? Gala. We do have a YouTube channel and we have an awesome thing that we do. And the YouTube channel will be like Willa Drew something or other, probably Willa Drew. <laughs> and Willa uh, Drew author. <laughs> Willa Drew author. Willa Drew author. Thank you, DL. DL is kind of the, the, the YouTube master. Uh, the master of the the help us. <laughs> well, she knows more than I do, so <laughs> no, it's like blind leading the blind. But uh, we have an awesome thing that I love listening to because I don't have to do it; I just get to listen. Which is interview with a character where you can nominate yourself in your vela or a book, and uh, we do an interview where we give your uh, questions to your character, and then you answer as your character, and then we record that as an audio 
YouTube. So the DL records our interviewer questions, and then usually you or we can do it ourselves, record the answers. And there are all of those, I don't know how many now, how many do we have? 10, 12? We we started it last year. I think we're 12 now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 12. We have 12 that you can listen to interviews to different characters from different books talking about whatever is going on. And this is super fun. I highly recommend listening. And it's such a cool uh, way to find the books that you like because you can't 100% hear the author's voice in the way the character is responding. Plus, you kind of sort of know what's going on in the book and the plot sort of emerges magically. And it's just so it, it, all of you guys, if you want to do it for any of your characters, uh, let us know. We would totally do it. We have fun with that. And more work for DL because she basically is the one who does it all. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. It, it is it is a fun little project, and uh, I get to meet all the characters and have conversations with them. So, so that's kind of cool. That's cool. Very cool. Yeah. Gage, where can we find you? Shout out your podcast, YouTube's, etc. Um, GageGreenwood.com is my website, and I also have the YouTube channel Gage Greenwood Writes. Um, you can also see me get interviewed on Hella Vella because I'm going to stomp on Azriel's show right now. <laughs> take credit <laughs> for it <laughs> nice and Azrael where can we find you I guess you can find me azraellawless.com uh, Bella on Facebook Bella on YouTube perfect excellent do you want to go ahead Gala do you want to say something yeah, yeah I want to say we've been on Azrael's show but we haven't been on uh, Gage's show yet Gage <laughs> I don't know how that uh, happened <laughs> not happened yet well i'm on a i'm on a um i've been on like a, a month and a half hiatus so i'm gonna start recording now I, I got an episode coming out about turning your vela into a book um and then i'm doing an episode on book brush um i met with the um the woman from there and we're gonna do an episode on that and then i'm gonna start doing interviews again so we appreciate you all coming on celebrating a year of vela this has been awesome thanks so much for your time yeah, thank you. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Yay, Vala. Yay, Vala. Yay, Vala. Yay, birthday, Vala. Good seeing you guys. Bye. Bye. Good seeing everybody. Bye. Yes. <laughs> Have an old fashioned for me. You're going to make one for me. I need somebody to make it first. <laughs> oh, come on. It's easy. Easy peasy. One big chunk of ice, some good bourbon. A little orange twist. <laughs> we actually have like a whole like scene in our book where we, like the first draft where we explained in detail how to make an old fashioned. Mm, yes. <laughs> we went a little overboard. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do not put the entire recipe for an old fashioned in your cereal. That is not good. <laughs> yeah. Lesson put it learned. In your author notes though. That's an author note. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Cool.